You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. The Boston Bruins are nine and one. This podcast did not predict that whatsoever, uh, myself included. I predicted they went three and zero this week. Oh, you're a fucking idiot! I don't give a shit about are you, that. Are you jumping in with that already? We did yeah, predict nine so and one. We're thirty seconds oh. into this podcast, and this asshole's over here like, "Well, oh, I won a week." He did. Do you a know what his week. goal differential of the week was? Dude, it's awful. He's terrible at it's goal like differential. It's like 16. He's off by like 16 on the yeah. week. I was off by six game one, and mm. I still would have had a better differential than him had I not predicted a loss yeah. in the first fucking You typically have a pretty good differential. I'm normally tops in differential, but I did yes. predict I did predict a loss last night, which was arguably should have happened. Yeah. But the Boston <laughs> Bruins was, do yeah. not die. They just don't die. I'm hearing a whole lot of noise for people who lost last week. Oh, from, all right. How about the whole pod is just Andrew talking? Go ahead. Yes. Take it away, Andrew. Yes. Welcome, to the, welcome to the Andrew Johnson short shift. Welcome to welcome to Andrew Johnson short shift. Um, very, we're either going to gain so staff. many subs so fast or it's just going to fall apart. Well, it's I, just, no it's gone. This is the last episode of the short shift podcast. <laughs> Series finale. <laughs> Everyone oh, dies. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we did lose some some people. R.I.P. Uh, Jeremy Swayman and uh, Forbort last night. Unfortunately, <sighs> the man. injuries, man. Do like, we know anything about them coming back? Because I'm tired of hearing about injuries on this team. Well, Forbort's on IR already. And, yeah. It's not a good sign. Yeah, and Very quick, I man. would I would put I would put a damn good amount of money that it's a broken finger. Yeah just by the way that he he blocked a shot and then the way that his wrists and his fingers just sort of drooped down and one of his fingers was not pointing at the direction of the others i mean i'll take a broken finger over a broken wrist all day any day all day mm-hmm. all day sway didn't no look reports. great didn't look yeah. great didn't look great um at the very best that's like a great to hyperextension, which is yeah. probably about four to six weeks. Yeah. At worst, it's an ACL. And my yes. initial reaction was an ACL. Yeah. yeah. And I'm usually pretty good about getting those right. But so the ACLs are rare in that kind of impact. I'd be surprised. It was, he would have had to gotten hit perfectly for that to be an ACL. ACL doesn't take impact, though. That's the thing about the ACL, MCL type thing. Like sometimes it could be planting. Sometimes it could just be that elastic band got strung too tight. Yeah. And right. it could and go at any time. Snap. Yep. Yeah. It, it looked bad. It looked real bad. It's just Bergeron, Bergeron and Marshawn both immediately frantically motioning to the motioning to the trainers. And you could hear on the broadcast with the mics on the ice, you could hear 
swam and screaming in pain. It did not sound good, but he did have a ice pack and Mm. he was standing on both legs, which could be a good sign, which, which might point towards the sprain, but we haven't heard any reports. So it's, it's clenched butthole time right now. Yeah. It would have to be a hell of a sprain. Theoretically, you can still walk on a, on a torn ACL. Sure. You can't perform your duties on, on a torn ACL. Yeah. You cannot, especially no. as a goaltender. Exactly. We're going to get to happier stuff in a second, but this well, really I mean, was happier, happier stuff right off the bat. Who would have guessed that you have to yoink, yoink Olmark in this game and you send out a backup, our backup, which luckily this team's fucking spoiled and we have two very good goaltenders, but he gets hurt and we have to send out Olmark again after a terrible start. And he goes out and helps win a game for you. He was nails. He was nails the last half of that third period. His reset button, time. his reset button in that locker room. I want, I want some of that. Yeah. I need yeah. that in my life. Yeah. Just, just forget your mistakes. <laughs> I need that. I need that in my 36 years of, can I just, how many times do I have to press to forget everything? Yeah. That's an amazing ability that I feel like goaltenders and closers in baseball need to have. And he just showcased that he did it because we would not have won that game if he didn't come back out and do what he did. Yeah. Right. Exactly. This team just keeps fighting, boys. They do, and they're going to have to because now, I mean, there's no Krejci still. There's no Forbort. There's no Swayman. Hall's still working through his injury, although he looks great. Still no had, He had actually had a pretty bad game until the tying goal. We're that still going to be timing. worried about Marshand as he continues to get better and better after the double hip surgery. I mean, the injuries are fucking insane right now. And there's just no light at the end of the tunnel because it's just every time we're getting a guy back, someone else is going down. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting so frustrated with it. I just want to see the team healthy. I thought we were getting close. And then, yeah. yeah. But I mean, next man up, man. Like, yeah, the only it goes so far. As well. It only, it, but it's going pretty far, is it not? It is. Yeah. It is. I would, I would feel a lot worse right now if, we had to put Olmark back in that game and he continued to struggle. Yeah. Because everybody knows like after you have a bad game, that next game that you get up, there's a little bit more anxiety, not only just for us as fans, but, but for the player, for the team, the defense in front of him, oh, man, we got to give him a good game. We got to, we got to really step up and get Olmark back on track. He did it himself. And, and in a, in a very big game, like you're talking like a prime time ESPN playing a, a perennial fucking contender in the penguins with superstars where their stars were scoring and they come out and 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 Olmark shits a brick in the first gets yoinked comes back out saves the game obviously a lot of things had to go right from the scoring side of things but the bruins they don't quit i don't fucking get it and i love watching this shit i they don't quit i did notice something about the uh, about the uh, game after it was it was five to three and it was about halfway through the third period. Penguin, I wouldn't, I don't want to say that the Penguins stopped playing, but they put the prevent on. Yeah, they, they took their the, foot off the gas for sure. And, I think they got tired. Yeah. Well, and, I think it's sorry. Go ahead. I'm man. sorry. And they did it again tonight, and they did it again last night against the Sabers. They yeah. got a two goal. They got a two goal lead, and they let their foot off the gas. Some something might be up over there. They're old, dude. They're just yeah. old. They are old. Straight up. 
I think with especially against us, they were coming off four losses in a row after going four zero and one to start the season. Yeah. They were four four and one coming into our game, and it felt like it's so dumb to say a must win game. Right, it's the tenth game of the season for them. That's so <laughs> stupid. But there are games that define portions of the season. So, like, if you're talking about the first quarter of the season, they needed to win that game against a bitter rival to, like, get back on track and not dig this hole. Because you saw it again. Their faith in themselves is just cellar dweller right now. Harry that Sinden- Sabres team just ate them up in the third. Yeah. Harry Sinden had a, has a, had, had a very good way of, of breaking this down, chunking it out is the best way that you can get a snap to get you get eight snapshots of a team per season every 10 games you assess 10 games assess 10 games assess 10 games assess you want to get at you want to get that last the last of those 10 games and you want to go into the next set, set of 10 games on a high note that ain't they ain't doing that and that's actually it may be and i think there's some credence to uh, to that being not a must win but a need to have really yeah. would like to have yeah, yeah that's the point i was going to finish but you jumped in uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm just fucking with it yeah but that's what i'm saying it's like you just you have these these momentum moments and that was a game especially for olmark for thomas's point olmark has to come back into this game down a couple goals and the penguins have to win this they need this like andrew said it's, it's not a must win but it's a need to have kind of game yeah and Olmark was enough to just not allow anything fucking else. And I, I think that that's a, says a lot about him as the Boston Bruins number one goaltender. Yeah. And he's, he, he's maintained a, he's maintained a grip on the job. Like we said last week. Yep. And I think him coming in, that's, that is so hard for a goaltender to do come in cold after, after getting pumped and come back and shut the door because and give the, give the team a chance to win. You've allowed your body to get tired. Anytime you do a workout and you're three quarters through a workout, or halfway through a workout and you just stop for 20 minutes, yeah. mm-hmm. your body starts to feel the fatigue. No, no, it's not, it's not like a quick rest and then you get back into it. You, no. He was, he came back in and he's like, his body just feels like it played a game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait, we're doing it back to back. Yep. Yeah, because you know he went back into the locker room, chugged a Gatorade, ate half a burrito, and he's like, "Well, fuck, today sucked." Yeah, just yeah. just picking lint out of his belly button. Yeah, sitting there with a the remote, got a beer in hand. Yeah, just yeah. incredible mental fortitude, like to yeah. to be able to jump right back out into that. He's just like us, guys. Especially he's after getting caught us. picking lint out of his belly button by Monty. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. people's uh, man. I feel like well, that might be a euphemism for something. Anyway, maybe. But there's no doubt about it. This team is banged up, but it does seem like a very important piece is coming back. Uh, we've, we've, we've seen uh, actually recent tweets just from uh, Dom Tiano of uh, the BNG podcast with Mark and uh, Jesus Christ. Kevin. Kevin. Wow. Sorry. Sorry, Kevin. Happy just, birthday, by the way. Kevin. Is it his birthday? <laughs> yes. Holy shit. That's fucking awesome. Happy birthday, Kev. I apologize. My brain just went absolutely empty right there for a second. That was art. That was beautiful. Right there. It happens. Please it keep happens. that in. Hey, you know what? I did a little bit of drinking before we started recording. So 
It happens. This is what happens when you start recording podcasts at 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. But to cycle back, Dom tweeted out that talks are intensifying about us moving a piece. The only reason, or at least the big reason why we would think about doing that is because we need a little bit of cap space. We need a little bit of a roster spot. McAvoy's close. That's, that has to be it. He already seems like he's close uh, with him skating at practice, et cetera. Uh, Charlie McAvoy coming back after losing four would make me feel not as deflated as I felt today, considering we had such a big win to lose four First of all, rewind this about eight months. Why would any of us feel bad about losing Derek Forbort? But here we are. Derek Forbort is having an excellent start to the season. He goes out. It looks like he's going to miss probably a little bit of substantial time. That sucks. Getting Mac would make me feel just a tit bit better. Just a tit bit. A tit bit. My, my, one of my favorite low qual quotes oh, no. from last year no, here we about, go. Derek, oh, no. about Derek Forbort. Oh no, it wasn't friendly if it was last yeah. year about Derek Forbort. <laughs> I can't wait to bitch about this contract for the next three years. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember. I, I don't think I said that once. I think I said that a few times. Yeah. I think I hammered that yeah. one. Uh, Old takes exposed. <laughs> but he has been accurate. It was accurate at the time. Oh, yeah. It 100%. was very accurate at the time. But it was accurate I, until about four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I, he, yeah. Just, yeah. he has been... I couldn't believe he was like a top defender in Winnipeg. And granted, I didn't watch a lot of Winnipeg. Sue me. But when he came here, I was like, what the fuck did they have over there? No wonder Hellebuck is just getting swarmed. And this, the start of the season and the end of last, he really did settle in. And he's been everything to start this year. Just wonderful. He's been exactly what we needed. He also had a lot of time with uh, Drew Doughty in LA, not for nothing. He's had a great effect on Clifton too. Man, you really saw the difference when uh, the Grizz Clifton pairing was on, didn't you? Well, because Clifton trusted Grizz to take assignments in front of the net. And we saw that on the rust goal, that that's not a great idea. No, that's <laughs> not his game. That's he just gets game. bullied immediately and the rebounds wide open for whoever's <laughs> fighting him. Yeah. Oh man, it's he's gonna be sorely missed, particularly on the penalty kill. And we did have a great penalty kill even after Forbert went down against the Penguins. But I think ninety-four percent, crazy, 94%. right? Four <laughs> percent. Yeah, but yeah, we're gonna miss him. We're gonna miss him. And a broken finger. I mean, yes, it's better than a broken wrist, but man, you're splitting hairs on what's better on that yeah. one. But yeah, to I circle, I don't know, man. Like you can you can tape those fingers together after a few weeks once the swelling goes down and that is true and like he's not gonna have flexibility in it but we also like we're aware of what hockey gloves are right yes (laughs) also to be fair third option minimal shit yeah yeah also fourport's not shooting all that much anyway so we're fine yeah good glad he has zero possession entries into the offensive zone so far this season and i love that about him that's an interesting stat honestly isn't it? I yeah. love that stat. And also in once playing the game he's meant to play. Where yes. did you where did you pull that stat from? God, who I it was on Twitter. I okay. I wasn't sure say, if like you found this like treasure trove of 
ridiculously weird stats that actually are kind of awesome to hear. God, I wish. I want to say it was Jay Fresh who okay. uh, was going through like the the lowest and highest possession entries and forwards mm. at 0%. Just that does seem like a very Jay Fresh stat, do. actually. Yeah, yeah that's, it does. It fresh. Does. That's, that is on brand. But. but to Thomas's point, McAvoy coming back, Forbore, if he's out for, let's say, a few weeks, that gives us more time to make a move if need be. But I really don't want to rush McAvoy back. Nine and one is way better yeah. than we expected. And although we haven't built as big as a, of a cushion as you would expect nine and one to build because mm-hmm. no one's under 500 other than Ottawa in our fucking <laughs> division. That's, that's wild. So that's stupid. In, and that's including Montreal. Who's have you seen playing well? <laughs> Have you seen the numbers of the East versus West? The East is feasting on the West this year so far. Just destroy them. It is brutal. But even with that, I thought we would be closer to 500 without Martian and McAvoy. I don't want to rush back. Marsh. I don't want to rush Martian back. I don't want to rush McAvoy back. Let him be healthy, healthy and come back. Yeah. If we lose a couple games in the meantime, I'm not pulling my hair out. Yeah, I mean, I, we're, we're eight games over where I thought we were going to be. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it, 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 this is found money at this point. Yeah, and sure. I'm with you, too. I, I was nervous about rushing uh, Marshawn back, and then that mm-hmm. asshole goes out and almost has a hat trick. That wraparound was literally like an inch away from fucking going in for his third goal of the night, but the dude comes out with an excellent fucking night. Oh, my God. This and then team, that one, that this one time around the play. Is, Yes. That one time around the power play, they made it five, three. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. You, you almost, you, we were spoiled by this team before we had him. And now he's here. But we're about to get McAvoy back. Like, even though this team is dealing with some stupid ass injuries and I do not want to discount, uh, the, the loss of Swayman for however long it's going to be. Um, but we do have a very solid number one goaltender right now. And he's probably going to have some increased games because if if Kincaid is going to come in and he's going to have more of a traditional like kind of old school backup uh, lineup if if Swayman's out like Kincaid's not going to come in and potentially play every other game. That's just yeah, not how no. it's going to be. Yeah. And no, Omar already did start three games in a row this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's no doubt been the workout workhorse already. Seven and and oh, baby, and it is disappointing too uh, from Swayman's era, uh, uh, like t- standpoint, because even though he had that crap game up in Ottawa, he bounced back quickly. He did, and one goal against uh, against sucks, man. injuries. A- injuries can't be avoided, man. Like it, it is what it is. We're we're bit by the bug early, uh, but nine and one is not a bad start. No, I think it's pretty good. No, I think <laughs> I, I think mean, we're in the mix right now. When you do something for the first time in over a hundred years, you got to consider it. Yeah. It's either really, really good or really, really bad, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, there's no, there's no in between on that one. No. So, is this good or bad? Is the point I'm making? Let's. I think it's okay. I bit. think it's. I think it's shaded towards good. Okay. A, I'll take uh, a, a slight. <laughs> shade. I was going to say that was a little bit of a Mitch Hedberg thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good or it's bad or it's okay. That is kind of Thomas's style. Very Mitch Hedberg. Yes. Mitch, Mitch is definitely an influence on my personality and, and humor. That's a great reference. R.I.P. Mitch. 
All right, yeah. man. One of the, one of the best to ever do it. Seriously. But, so who gets moved? I guess I did. Let's just jump right into that. Well, here's, here's the fucking thing for me. We've been talking for weeks, months, even Riley has to go. Riley's going to be the guy that gets bumped, et cetera, et cetera. You got injuries on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a defenseman now, but who's it going to be? I think the case might be for Smith because it might, might be for Smith even more now because of that. And also, and this might be a little bit of a hot take. I think the bottom six plays better with Greer on the right instead of Smith. Yeah. I mean, if you want to say hot hand, yeah, I'll, I'll 100% say that. Mm-hmm. But I think on the Greer ice, makes it easy mm-hmm. for uh, Jesus. Who else? Uh, Lauko. Lauko. Yeah, Lauko Lauko with his first goal. Congrats. I mean, but Lauko's been good regardless of the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least in my opinion. I thought he's been uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, way better than I thought he would be for sure. He's yeah. been an NHL player and I didn't expect that. Yeah. Uh How about Merkulov, that? who is built to be a bottom six guy, is lighting up the AHL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. not I still am not in on bringing Lee Sell up. So like we're Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you there. Yeah. Lee Sell is doing way too much, trying to do way too much over there. He's starting to head into that phase of uh, phase of his AHL play. So yeah. he's an excellent though. God, he's so fucking, he's so good, but so good. he also needs to, he also needs to breathe and let the game come to him. Kind of. Mm-hmm. No, but, and, but also on this roster right now, Charlie Coyle's play has made Smith a little bit more expendable. Three straight games of the goal. Zach, Zach's play has made him more ex- expendable. Like we're oh, getting, absolutely. we're getting, we're getting stuff out of guys that we weren't sure what we were going to get out because uh, as, as much as we all Felino. love Charlie. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, yeah, I mean, he's an absolute wild card at this point. I have no clue what we're going to get from him from a night in night out basis. But I haven't had a single game. Good. <laughs> I haven't had a single game where what Felino has been garbage. Yeah. Felino f- five points in 10 games. Yeah. I don't even care about the points. It's not even the points for me. Yeah. It's entrances into the zone. It's, it's just his activity. Or check the activity. Just, yep. The yeah. two on one with Lauk, the three on two, excuse me, because Noshik no uh, drove the lane. Beautifully done, too. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make that play last year because he doesn't have the skating. Yeah, no. He's ahead of the play. Felino is ahead of that play and is that veteran presence of knowing how the play is developing. He's clearly waiting for Lauko to open up that fucking pass. Mm-hmm. And it's just so obvious, but no six drive in the net defense has to back up. Lauko just finally realizes to slow up a little bit yeah. does back diagonal pass. And Yari doesn't have a fucking chance. Do I eat crow? Do we eat? eat yes, or you do. Do, do I pretty, eat pretty crow consistently yeah. on the, yeah, I'm, we're, we're trying different dishes now. I'm getting sick of the tartar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I eat crow on thinking that the puff piece about Foligno, maybe it wasn't a puff piece over the summer. I'm in the best shape of my life. Maybe there, there are times where I'm ahead of the play. Two things maybe. can be true. Yeah. It was a puff piece and it was accurate. Yep. Okay. Because we get that story and Foligno has had that story every year for the past four years. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely way, wasn't David Backus vibes. I'll tell you that because, yeah. because you know, Foligno's responded. Backus didn't. Well, I don't know if Backus ever in a Boston uniform put together 10 solid games in a row. Oh my God. Ooh. Jesus. What a take. Oh yeah. man. I don't, I don't know if he ever did. 
Wow. Accurate. I, I love scathing. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I love Bacchus. I was a big fan of him and I was sure. really excited about grabbing him. Uh, as, as it turned out, not such a fan at the end and, uh, and not super happy with the money that was spent on it. But I don't blame them for making that deal because Bacchus was a phenomenal hockey player. He the just horse. didn't do it in our fucking rock. Or in, it's in, like the in Nash our, deal, man. Yeah. Like there were just certain deals that made all the sense of the world and didn't fucking work. Look, I don't even. I'm not even going to shit on the, the Nash deal because when he was healthy, he played his ass off for this true. Team. Good point. Good when point. When he got when he got hurt, there's nothing you can do about an injury. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot you can do about somebody who's who's playing not 100, percent which was what we were seeing out of Felino. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, th and I think that's a big part of it. Like he wasn't hundred percent last year. He certainly wasn't the year before mm -hmm. he got, he got a decent contract from Boston and it was the hope was that he was going to return to his former self. He didn't quite do it last year at all. <laughs> Maybe he feels a little bit better. Maybe that back is not acting up the way it was. And look, oh, we're, we're hedging our bets right now saying that he's playing really well because he's going to have some down periods because he's an older body. The way he plays, he's going to get banged up. He's going to have Ooh. some back issues. But when he's playing healthy this year, it's night and day from what we were seeing out of him last year when he was getting the same amount of minutes. Yeah. And it's not about the points. I just no, want to be so clear because he's, not. he's got a high shooting percentage, I believe right now he's, he's, he's just getting a lot of puck luck at the moment. Yeah. I don't care about the points from him. It's he's, his, he's been in the right areas, in the right areas, his progression through zones. I, it's just a total difference in making that fourth line. Something. Yep. Something. He's navigating that offense correctly. Last year. He didn't by the also, way. Also, oh, well, just one guy we haven't mentioned that's still in the system that could jump up if Smith is the guy moved. Uh -oh. Chris Wagner is still there. Yeah. Meh. Everybody's got love. No, for it's, it's, it's meh. It's meh. I get yeah. that it's meh. But like last year when he jumped up for a couple games, we went, hell fucking yeah, Wax yeah. is on it. Yeah. And he looked that way in the preseason. If I got to pull him up for five games, I'm not like pissed about it. No. Mm-hmm. He gives you he gives you better offensive upside than some people who are on the roster right now. Man, no Thomas no Thomas Noshik, yeah, hitting that's exactly that post. What I'm talking about so fucking square. Yeah, you couldn't hit that post any more accurately and down the middle than he did on that breakaway, and yep. he was pissed. What's mm -hmm. the Simpson meme of where you can see where his heart breaks? Yes, oh. yeah, you could do that with that play. Oh, that hurts my heart. It hurts my heart, too, because I was a huge no-shit guy when we signed him. I was like, yeah. fuck yes, this guy's going to light up on our bottom six. Turns uh -huh. out I am a fucking moron. <laughs> well, we're well. you and I, Ian, are both fucking morons. Don't like put you. me in a group with you. That's yeah. a whole different level, Buffalo yeah. boy. <laughs> nope, nope. We're both morons. We are at the same level of moron because we're all tied one to one to one. So shut up. Yep. You yep. do make a good point. That is a very good point. Uh, also, and, and but so we're all tied. So what? What's the tiebreaker there, Andrew? Goal differential. <laughs> yeah, you're back in third. Damn. I just choked on my beer as soon as you said that. <laughs> I'm hurt. Yeah, Thomas you was so anything. ready for that. Yeah, no he, he, he knew. He knew it was coming. He yeah. knew it was coming. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I want to circle back to Foligno for a second. Do it. My favorite... only because you're saying his name right tonight. That's fine. <laughs> I haven't actually. Um, but my favorite part of his game last night wasn't actually the pass to Lauko. 
It was the chirping to Jari calling his ass out for being a little divey, soft little bitch. Mm Mm-hmm. What a little bitch Tristan yeah. Jari is. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that that was, was some of the worst flopping I've seen in a long time. It was just too much, man. Like I get I get taking taking what's dealt to you, but sure. Let's, massage let's be a real. call. Massage a call. Yeah. That first the, the, the first time he got a knocked pos- down. Yeah. The pasta pasta thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like, can I can see that one. I yeah. can yep. see that one. But Anytime there was a stiff breeze or somebody blew the air horn, he went yeah. down like somebody fucking shot him. Yeah, seriously. The it Greer when, he was, when Greer was slightly shoved into him, you you could have convinced me that someone had chopped off his dick in the same moment. Yeah, like it was unbelievable. His head throws back, he flops back. I, I was like, "Am I? Is someone standing on your throat? Did something yeah. just?" What just happened? Are we having a Clint Malachuk situation here? Are you actually okay? All In- I'm saying is that when your leader is Sidney Crosby, you learn how to flop. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Ian this question because Andrew's not on Twitter anymore. But when plays like that happen, aren't you at least tempted if if you don't go all the way like I do, where you go on the opposing <laughs> team's uh, Twitter? And and just look for somebody to say something ignorant about it. I am always tempted. It's I very, do it, very rare. I do, I do it. it every time. And last <laughs> night, last night for Jari, there was three situations where I immediately jumped onto Penguin's Twitter and just looked for somebody defending him or or just calling out like, oh, my God, that was so dirty. My poster. That was so dirty. Blah, blah, blah. Like protect Jari. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't see a single tweet like that last night. And I was looking for it. So kudos to the Penguins fans well, well, you, you for know either who, not you watching their terrible fucking team or just realizing that, like, yeah, Jari, like, pick your dick up off the ice and just fucking stand. Well, you know who did fall into that trap? The fucking broadcast team. Yeah. Dude, it honestly, <laughs> it's when you watch an ESPN game, regardless of sport, really, at this point, but specifically the broadcast team last night, you, you almost watch it knowing you're going to get pissed off. Man, McDonough being McDonough being such a shill hurts my nine-year-old heart because yeah. when I was a kid, he used to do the broadcasts for uh, Boston University games on this little tiny station, the little tiny Pack sixty-eight, and he huh. did the broadcast for them, and he fucking killed it on it. He was so good at calling a game, and just hearing him just dive right in to what Ray Ferraro was spitting. It just, well, it I made, think that was the problem. Sad. It made yeah. Ray was Ray oh, was Ray a giant Ferrara's piece of the shit. problem. Are you yeah. sure? Ray Ray was fucked up, and everybody else was just kind of feeding off of it. So I can't even I can't even blame anybody else. I mean, it's just clickbait in live action. It's just <laughs> yeah. they, they, immediately people are talking about, oh, that's a dirty play by the Bruins. People will eat that up all day. Yeah. And hey, look, all it day. worked because we're we're talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do want to swing back to something real quick. Swing, baby. So. We talked about potentially Riley being moved. I think all of us agree that Smith is likely the guy that should get moved if you want the best team on the ice. Mm. Is anyone willing to entertain the idea of Frederick getting moved? I was literally going to fucking say that. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, there's, there's never been a time. Let's be honest, guys. Like, our podcast has not been huge fans of Frederick. We are completely capable of saying when he does a good job. But there was really only a couple of weeks stretch last season where I was very high on this player. 
I am not high on him right now. I don't get the impression that our coaching staff is very high on him. I don't get the impression that the organization is high on him. So why wouldn't we at least entertain the idea? I'll give you one reason. He's an artist. If we're not, well, yeah. Okay, so two. <laughs> Thanks. He said one reason and Andrew jumps in immediately. <laughs> Andrew, I love your style, yeah. man. This Andrew's, is, Andrew's like, um, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> just, just, just whenever I do that, everybody who's listening, whenever I do that, just imagine that I am slightly adjusting the glasses that I'm not wearing off yeah. the bridge of my nose. Yeah. <laughs> Completely naked. Completely. Don't imagine that or else yeah. we'll too late. It's in their heads. Yeah. They can't, they can't not. I said it and it just, it's like mind control. It just beams right into their brains. I don't Ian, think what are you doing thinking listening. about me naked, bro? Yeah. I don't oh, think anybody think listening about. to this podcast is picturing any of us naked. First of all, I would be personally insulted if no one's ever thought about me naked. I mean, I'm not our listeners. I'm not even sure your girlfriend's thought about you naked. Yeah. Anyway, Thomas. Actively. Damn, that was a good one. That was actually hurtful. Excellent All I'm trying job. to say, you sons of bitches, is <laughs> everything that we see out of Frederick has also been seen by 31 other general managers. Sure. So thanks. what is the value? The value for us is not what we're going to get back. The value is simply dropping a couple of bucks in cap. Is this cap enough? That's an honest question. I, I actually don't know what his cap hit is. 1.045 million. It and is how not much enough. do we need? Like 2.6, I want to so, say 2.4. So, so for that reason, it's he is point, not yeah. a candidate. And that's why we're back to talking about Smith, Riley, and I mean, I, at this moment, God damn, Forbort's off the table for me. I think yeah. we need him. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be very upset if we lost four more right now. I can't yeah. believe these words. Are However, out. who are you? Like, don't get me wrong. His value has not been higher since he's put on our uniform. Sure. But I don't, I don't know if the leadership core on that team would allow that. You know, I don't, know if, I don't know if Bergeron would be okay with dropping him at this point. You know, what's actually hilarious. I'm higher on Frederick than I've ever been. And it's still not all that high. Yeah really right now right now yeah sure uh, last, just because the last, team's so good right now that's yeah, all it is that i think no I, well yeah, it, some, I, I should say i'm higher glasses i'm higher on frederick now because it seems like his play of not being a fucking idiot is more sustained than even the hot streak last year was that was more we have to give him some credit that was more than just a hot streak he figured it out Mm -hmm. for a few weeks there yeah that and line he was... drove that line no he didn't i will never no, agree no he, never. He, he i genuinely he believe he took the wheel i think so i I, yeah. I really think that line gelled and he had a big part in that yeah. because he figured it out mm -hmm. i he genuinely out what think he needed that. to do We're, and, we are just going to disagree on that and i respect your opinion and who, who that, drove so that line fine. then at that point it was Coyle. It was Coyle with Smith as a trigger man, and Frederick tried to get in there for a forecheck and get in on rebounds. I will, I will give you And that Coyle. is his game. That is his game. That's yeah. his job. He did not drive the line, in my opinion. I, we don't need to get into that thing. We've done that argument mm -hmm. six months ago. We, we've done mm -hmm. that. I will give you Coyle, but S Smith has not... like Smith has been a passenger on some six successful streaks, but none more than when he was playing with Frederick for that little bit. 
Oh, the beer's I'm in. driving him to drink right now <laughs> by complimenting no, I, I the player. Smith has never been the main driver. Coyle has never not been the main driver of that third line. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's what I think my standpoint really is coming from. We've seen Coyle be very, very successful on this team. We had never seen play like Frederick gave us during that stretch. And that was our number one line for a good three weeks. Mm. So is it because Coyle just had a hot streak and was able to carry those two guys? Or did somebody else on that line step up above his typical ability? And that's why that line was that good. That's my point. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's, it's fair that you want to say that Coyle was the number one guy on that line. I, I will give you that, honestly. But I do think Frederick's ability to step into a different gear than we've seen him was the reason that that line did what they did for the time period that they were able to do it. I will. Oh, okay, we're having this debate anyway. Uh, I will agree <laughs> that it was the best that we've seen him play. Um, but I still, I said it the whole streak. I mean, you guys remember this. I called him yeah, passenger no. the whole time. I just didn't see it the way you guys saw it. That is what it is. This season, certainly not, right? This no, season, we no, just have not. No, we'll the, the games where we're like, wow, Frederick's been good are the games where he's good defensively, which he typically is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take any dumps. That's his calling card. That's his calling right? card. He's a, sound, he's a, he's a really defense. good defensive forward. Yeah. Doesn't take any stupid penalties, which is like a 50-50 chance on that one. Although he's been better about that this season. I will give him that right. in, in most games. But like offensively, it's just not there. He's being late for four checks, which is weird because that's not usually I, the things I saw from him. But he's behind the play pretty mm-hmm. frequently this season. I think you guys will agree with that this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he the the play he made on the coil, the play he made on the coil goal goal was the best play I'd seen him make in in a while like a best individual effort i had seen him make in a while mm-hmm. i think the play relatively his play has been oh he finished that check i was trying to figure out which which play you were talking about yeah the the coil goal the tying yeah, yeah. goal where he drove the net yeah yeah i i think that was the best individual effort i had seen from him from weeks but i think his play his play has been good enough it's been good enough for me but for, for the role that I want him to take on in the bottom six. Okay. That's fair. I, I, I think he belongs on an NHL team. I'm just not, I don't really care if it's this team or another one. Wow. We talked about Frederick a lot more than I thought we would. Yeah. Do you want uh, to talk about the whole similarly? roster? Because yeah. we just love our team so much right now. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk sure. about somebody who's not on the team anymore. We did make um, a move this past week, mid game. Jazz Jackson. Well, he was on the, in the press box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was up there. Confirmed that he missed the team's breakfast the following morning. Oh my god! <laughs> what are you, can, Petrov? Can yeah. I get a shout out for not buying a Stanika jersey? Because no. there were some close moments there. Oh baby, there was a Steen jersey. Moments. You don't get yeah. the stud shout out. Hey yeah. Andrew, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> That's my line, bitch. Hey. That's the the, the Steen jersey, jersey still has is the old Bruins jersey not on the wall right now. The outside Steen, of cursed jerseys. But the Steen jersey still has uh, some blood going through it. It does. Sure. He's been terrible this year in the AHL. He has. So. He has. <laughs> not a lot of blood, but it's there. It's there. There's blood flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, stud is, stud is traded mid-game. Uh, we get two prospects back. DiPietro, which immediately I see goalie DiPietro and I start having weird fucking feelings. Uh, good chance, good chance that we don't even see this guy. Yes, very good In chance. any part of the organization, not just the NHL. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking depth. Like yeah. very, very 
behind the scenes deep depth you know how behind the scenes you know how behind the scenes he is he's not i don't know if he's met a single person who is involved with the bruins organization at this correct they told him stay in abbotsford you're staying there yeah just just stay well at least before the swayman injury there literally wasn't a place for him even even in maine yeah yeah so yeah and he's not he's not going to maine he's gonna stick he's gonna stick in the ahl in abbotsford which is fine by the way, anyone calling him a middling goalie prospect, he's not that. He's a below a middling goalie prospect. Yep. So there's a lot of like very uh, cautiously optimistic takes about the prospects we're getting back. And I was like, mm-hmm. um, neither of them are all that good, but okay. Yeah. Di had a two-year run before, before the Canucks ruined him, and we'll get to that. He had a two-year run where he was awesome as a as a junior prospect he was great there are a couple of reasons why he fell off the way that he did and i'm guess i'm gonna go through him um, i mean you really set yourself up to <laughs> were we supposed to take over for you there so so guess what vancouver did they put him on the taxi squad during the COVID season they didn't play him in the minors at oh, all yeah. No games. Nothing. That fucks up your development. Something fierce. Especially what, just, just not playing? Just did not play. I don't understand how that how that changes your development at all. Like just, <laughs> no just stopping. Would you um, like a job with the Vancouver Canucks Thomas? I, would, I could easily be a, a, a below middling prospect uh, in, in the goaltender position for that organization and would happily pack my bags and follow the team around like a sad little dog. Yeah, just That's basically what it was. Yeah. It, and it, it, it boiled down to Francesco Aquilini being very cheap because yeah. he didn't want to pony up for a third string goaltender with, with experience. Yeah. So they had Di Pietro fill the roster spot. He did not play the entire season. Back to my original point though. I don't think <laughs> any goaltender with the name Di Pietro should earn any further dollars in the NHL. I think that's absolutely fair. Milbury yeah, yeah. special. Yeah. But, but the Islanders are still paying this asshole. Yes, he is. But it's, <laughs> it's, it, it rivals, it rivals Bobby Bonilla day. Yeah. It really does. It's, it's, it's the colors. It's the town. It's the terrible fan bases. That's it's, what it is. Are we just the Thanos of memeable goalies though? Like, is that <laughs> what we're doing? Dick and Boosie and fucking Di Pietro. Like, is that what the goal is right now? Did somebody is a meme lord? We've been, we've discussed this. Mm. I just feel like Sweetie was having drinks over the offseason. Someone's like, "Hey, how many stupid fucking weird goalies can you get this year?" And he's like, "Oh man, I can at least get four. Yeah. And he's they like, made a bet on it. Hold my Negroni. Yeah, we have one more <laughs> move. We have one more move to make, man. One more for another ridiculous goalie. Well, what do we know about the other the other return? Jonathan, Jonathan Mirenberg. A fifth round draft pick in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, he is raw. He's real raw. Um, six foot three, 200 say pounds. That, say that slower and with a little bit more saliva in your mouth. <clears throat> and, and with some emphasis on the correct saliva. He's <laughs> real raw. I have never been so unaroused in my life. Jesus Christ. That was uncomfortable. Don't lie to me, baby. So I see a note here that says he was considered the Canucks best 
right-handed defensive <laughs> prospect. What is that? Damning by faint praise. <laughs> what is what is a best prospect for Vancouver mean in, in the all, real world? Rude. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. It's the also, dog that shot on the floor the least. Yeah. Also debatably. <laughs> Right. Like it wasn't even like clear cut number one right handed guy in the mm. defensive system. This is a debatable subject. He is 19, right? Yes. Yeah. He's got a ton of growth, like Andrew's saying, to go. He's a big body. Th- this guy still has a massive long shot to play NHL minutes. Yeah, sure. But a lot of people were like, hey, one of the best defensemen in their system. And no one felt like looking into their system at all. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, I got to be honest here. Even with all everything that we just said, we just shat on the two prospects we got back. That's more value than I thought you'd get out of Sonika, is it not? Hundip, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I said Hundip on I think I need P. to. Anyone got some bleach? I need to drink. Uh, <laughs> on sea juice, please. I can't <laughs> believe I just said that. I'm embarrassed. Sorry. Oh, guys. my God. All right. Anyway, how, how, how do you how do you how do you recover from that? How do you get back on track after that? Well, what I'm gonna say is I'm trading that... him to Vancouver in in the hopes <laughs> that he can get back on track. Awesome. Okay. Good. Where I just sit there and do nothing. I can't speak for a full year. Hopefully, I'll be able to use my voice by the end of it. My whole thing with the prospects is just like Andrew. I totally agree. It's more value than we thought we'd get, and a lot of people were saying to the point of of the defensive prospect being someone is a lot of people were like, I'm surprised they gave him up in this deal where they really didn't have to yeah. stud was mostly a, a non-factor for this team. I think so. Axelson banged the table for this Mirenberg kid, apparently. So I think they wanted him that badly. I would, I would venture a guess that the Bruins taking the DiPietro contract was a condition. What what's the DiPietro contract? Isn't he yeah. just making what's the what's the value in like and they're saving the minimum wage? T- yeah, exactly. But taking the contract slot away. Oh, and, like out of the fifty or whatever correct. it is. Yeah, correct. I get what you're okay. saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. What are they preparing for a rebuild already? Do they realize yeah. that they're still <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean they're 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 bad. They're not good. I might have been wrong about them making the playoffs this year. I might have been wrong about a couple of teams making the playoffs. We'll get to that. I don't know. The fucking Kraken are in a playoff spot. I feel kind of good about that. (laughs) Above 500. That's that's huge for me. That Kraken would be a big win for me. I feel like there's more to say about Stadik, and I feel bad that I don't have a lot more to say about him. I mean, I mean, what is your assessment of his time here? Because Sweeney had one. Been. I mean, disappointing, but read yeah. the Sweeney presser because that is interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'll read the quote. Give me one second. All right. During the COVID year, it was disjointed for everyone, <laughs> stud included. But from there, it was up, down, in, out. No fault of Jack's, but more our fault to not get him acclimated fully to the level he had been producing at in the AHL. And I, I want to thank Thomas for the very subtle dying in the background noises yes. there for all of you who heard that come yeah. to the mic. Uh, that was beautifully done. Uh, it really kind of fit the fit the theme too. It is it is so unfortunate, <laughs> but I do really respect that the organization. I think has some regrets about how they handled COVID. 
I think a lot of organizations do where they COVID went, or stud. I, I think no, it's a mixture of both. Yeah, I think that the stud is a, a what is it, a symptom of it? I think that's seeing Jack Stanika is a symptom of COVID. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like it's a symptom of what went wrong during that period. I think a lot of organizations went, we thought we had a good plan in the place that we had to throw together and we did wrong by some of our young guys. And I think this team is no exception. I think this is the first time that we've heard them say that. And we've lost a couple of players or, or moved on from a couple of players. It's really inter- it's really interesting. And this, this is the first yeah. time that I've I feel like they've been kind of honest saying <coughs> excuse me. Just admitting like hey, we didn't necessarily do right by him the whole time. Yeah. We we're going to share some of the blame. We're not going to put all the blame on the player. We're certainly not going to internalize all the fucking blame on us. But we're get, we're willing to share even 25% of the blame on why this didn't work. That is that's interesting. You don't see that from an organization and you certainly don't see it from Don Sweeney very often. So uh, I guess kudos to them for, for even saying something when they didn't necessarily have to at that point. Mm-hmm. And this Absolutely. could be the move that Studnikin needs. He's going to get real NHL time over there mm-hmm. or should because their mm-hmm. depth is bullshit. Well, yep. to be fair, he played his first game for Vancouver two nights ago. Minus one, nine minutes and two seconds time on ice. Yeah. Okay. Very, he's just very into a new system. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're throwing him into a brand new system. Of course, he's not going to get a lot of minutes. I assume he'll have a longer leash there to at least like, hey, we paid for the guy. We got to use him. Ian, be honest with yourself. Jack did very well in the AHL, and he's basically on an AHL team right now. We should see, <sighs> we should see some good stats coming out of him over there. Not if it's an AHL team versus an NHL team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's going to have some bitchy practices then. To be fair, I have a point there. Yeah. To be fair. I like, uh, I like Stanika. I, I, I wish him, him all the best. I saw him a good amount in the AHL. That's what I'm going to take away from my memory of this guy. It is disappointing that he didn't have the ability or, or at a certain point the time uh, on ice to put it together at the NHL level, but I do think he had enough time and enough shifts and enough talent around him to have done better than he did for us. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be devastated in three months when he gets waived and f- the Flyers pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that, man! Torts will have fun with him. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Jesus, <laughs> he's defensively responsible though. So there you go. He is. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. All right. This is sad. This is making me sad. Yeah. We keep trying to talk about positive things and then we can bring it back to things that bum us out. But Ladies it's also gentlemen, funny. this is a very much a Boston Bruins podcast where I was even when things are going that. so well, we need to be pessimistic and shitty about something. Yeah, we really do. God, I love this team. Hey, uh, Andrew, would you like to take a very fake victory lap about a certain logo? They're using Meth Bear for the Winter Classic and I fucking called it. Now, the only reason I called it is because they're running out of logos. Take it one step further, Andrew. Where will this logo be used on the jersey? Is it going to be the the center crest? Show is. It's going to be 50% of the center crest, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be it's going to have the Boston word mark. However, do we really think that giant italicized P is going to be the center crest for Pittsburgh? Oh my God, if it is, if it is, that might be the worst jersey 
I think they have a jersey like that. That's I'm holding out hope because of the P that we're not (laughs) going to see a meth there center crest. And if we do, it's going to be very similar to like the Minneapolis one from last year, uh, where it's just a portion of the centerpiece. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to be one giant meth bear because I'm going to be honest. That would be fucking awful. The meth bear is not a center crest. I want it so bad. It is I a want it so terrifying bad ch- children's fucking drawing. Fuck them kids. It is, however, I'm, I miss it. It's what I grew up on in terms of a shoulder crest. It is perfect. In that aspect, I do like it better than the Pooh Bear. But I'm also not a big fan of the Pooh Bear. But Oh, no, they don't have a giant P uh, jersey. I could have swore that they Nobody did on that point. team deserves giant P. Dude. <laughs> Well, you're right about that. <laughs> um, I, if we do meth bear, I got to figure out who my winter classic uh, nameplate's going to be because mm-hmm. it's also going to be determined by who's available in this shop when I fucking go. Yeah. Uh, but it's probably going to be Krejci if he's playing in that game. That's fair. Or Bergeron because it's his last time. Or I just whatever. have so many. Like I, I, I'm about to have three Bergeron jerseys, which isn't so oh, many. Well. But oh well. Yeah, I don't have a single Krejci. I don't have a single Krejci. I feel like I need to to get him on the wall. Somewhere. If that is the center crest, regardless of color of jersey, white, yellow, black, fucking neon green, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it will be two jerseys that got released this year that I was looking forward to seeing. And neither one will be purchased by me. Really? Yeah, I'm not a not a fan of the Pooh Bear uh, reverse retro, and I will not be a big fan of what we saw as a logo. Granted, it's just the team logo, not necessarily the center crest. I'm holding out hope, but if that is the center crest, that will not be a purchase. More for me. Yeah, you they're gonna, buy all yeah. the jerseys. Buy them all. You, you go for it, man. Those things are going to go for stupid money to start. That's going to be so. We have had time. we have had a number a number of primetime uh, Winter Classic games. I think more than any other team. Maybe Chicago. Chicago's up there. Uh, actually, fucking Pittsburgh's up there. I think this will be their third, right? Yep. I think isn't this the second time we're playing them in Winter Classic? No, no. Is it not? We no. played Philly in the first one and Montreal in the second one. Yeah. God, I feel like we had Pittsburgh one. My memory Flyers? is so bad. We, didn't we play? We played the Flyers in one, didn't we? Stadium series for. Ah, uh, okay. Oh wait, no, yeah, Philly for the. Um... No, you just said that, right, Andrew? That we did have a Philly. Yeah, Marco Sturm game-winning goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I, what I didn't, I don't know why I didn't hear Philly. Oh yeah, because alcohol. Oh whoops, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Anyway, fine. Bobby fam, Bobby. Yep. Oh well. Um, but yeah, I've we've seen better jerseys. The uh I think I think honestly the uh, the jersey that they wore at Notre Dame was the the classiest. The the the, the bees. The big the big B. The big, the big the, the big B yeah. with the yellow jacket uh yeah, sleeves. Yeah. I liked that jersey. And they bastardized it or bastardized it with the uh the black B one, their third Jersey that they way over wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, right. We talked about this last week. We don't have to get into it. I do like that Jersey. I'm just so tired of seeing it. We talked about that last week and then sure enough, what did they wear the very next game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that, I'm pretty right. sure that was a dub brother. Yeah, so it like, was a beautiful know. dub. Speaking yeah. of jerseys, I think this has to be addressed. Hmm. Um, the Buffalo Jersey tonight. Horrendous. I couldn't believe it. 
The jersey looks so good. Why the white pants? It ruined the fucking kit. I do not know if it's the white pants, man. Like just the jersey alone. It didn't it flow. Doesn't look good. It doesn't on look ice. good. In, it's, I, I, it's a I little. I love it, but it doesn't yeah. look good on the ice. On on TV, it looked a little bit plain because the the logo itself is so white driven, and then it's on the white jersey. You know, like kind of washed out. Yeah. But then they're wearing the white pants, and it's just like you guys look like fucking turds. Well, white, hey, they won. White, they won. White won with it tonight, so. no, they, they did. just look like tampons. They yeah. just they all have actually a string that's hanging down from. The it was desk. hard to it was hard to pick up the string on television, but I can imagine. But you it's there. Better. It's yeah. <laughs> Let's do a couple holding penalties today. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's uh, classic comedy. I don't yeah. tampon jokes are the best. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't care uh, who you are. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> hey, you know what else is funny? Slew footing, apparently. Yeah, oh my gosh. Okay, Ian, really I well. want you I want you to rant about this because I showed you the video on this and you got royally pissed off. Not even a rant. Matthew Patois got suspended three games for slew footing. I did not see the first slew foot. I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen a video of it yet. It's pretty much the same thing. Great. One week after coming back from it, from his suspension, from his suspension, for the slew feeding, he slew feeding, slew feeding, slew feeding. He gets caught doing it again. How many games did he get for the second one? Three. Okay. Oh, oh, so I mixed those up. It was two games and then three games. Is that what it was? Correct. Yes. Okay, great. The second when I showed was, you when I showed you the clip, you said he should be suspended for a month and he was sli- it, suspended for slightly shorter than a month. <laughs> it was egregious. It's not even like I don't even have a rant. If that was my child and like I had just watched that game, we would get into the car. The horrid smell of the hockey bag wafting from the trunk, which we all kind of like. Let's let's be realistic. The smell is kind of awful, but you're also like, yeah, I have three, kind of, three hockey bags about 12 feet behind me. Kind of love it, but kind of yeah. hate it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. All right. Great. That's also yeah. on the same page. Like. So yeah. we would drive for like 20 minutes in silence, just pure silence. He knows I'm pissed. I'm clearly pissed, white knuckling the wheel. And after about 20 minutes, I would turn to him with love in my heart and venom on my tongue and i would ask hey weasel what the fuck was that like what the fuck was that like that is such an egregious intent to harm bullshit move i mean if we're gonna mock guys like suban or hathaway or sydney chop a finger off crosby or hell uh, if we're gonna call marshawn down for it Absolutely. Then we're going to call out this second round pick who's trying to he should be trying to win games on the ice, not get guys carted off of it. This is such an obvious bullshit move. And he's young. There's time to fix this. I'm not out on him as a prospect. That would be a ridiculous take. But I cannot explain how fucking frustrated I was seeing it happen or hearing about it happen once and then seeing again just a couple weeks later. Yeah. That's pathetic. That's somebody who didn't get the message the first time, and that's not a that's not a great sign. Slew footing is intentional, man. If y'all want to see the clip, go to Bruins Network on Twitter and watch it, and you'll you'll my mouth was agape looking at it. It was as Ian said, it was so unbelievably blatant and just intent, and it was like a judo throw. 
It was like a oh. judo throw from behind. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I, I just, I can't believe and that. So, it's so, slow footing is so dangerous. I hate it so much. Mm. It's one of those moves where I never really forgive it. When Marshan's done it, and look, Marshan's been called for it at times where it's not a slew foot. I mean, that most recently, well, that was last year, wasn't it? I think um, it was. He, yeah, he I got suspended so. for it last year. Yeah, three games. Uh, and that was like a wow that is really mild i can't believe they called that no this shit was so blatant just so obvious and you're just trying to hurt a guy that's all it is you know you're trying to hurt a guy mm-hmm. unless he's that bad of a skater which we know he isn't no no very agile kid he can he he knows what he's doing out there so legitimately embarrassing and yeah. I'm, I'm really frustrated at that and it's not it's not a great great first impression i guess yeah. oh man <laughs> anyway, that's, that's my exactly what I want. That's exactly what I wanted when I put in, put that in the itinerary. You nailed it, Ian. <laughs> like I'm like, it's not a rant, and then well, <laughs> and then what happened? Whoops! Right. You know what's next on the itinerary? What is it? Listener voicemail. Oh hell yeah! yeah. You guys, you guys want to go to the short shift trip line? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. I've got, do a, I have to I've got a couple. Here. I've got a couple. Oh, yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Call number one. What's going on, guys? It's uh, Zach calling in. Um, I thought I would call and ask a question. Uh, my question for you guys is, you know, with, with Marshan coming back um, against Detroit, and, and it looked like he was a good three weeks or so, you know, maybe a little bit less than that, two weeks or so, of, uh, ahead of his timeline with his injury, uh, I was pretty nervous about uh, where our dad where he might be in, but he did play a great game and, and had a great performance. But um, right now, the reports are saying McAvoy's coming back. He's traveling with the team, even though he's not playing, and it looks like he'll be back soon. I just want to, you know, get your guys' thoughts on whether or not you think they're the Bruins and maybe, or even the player themselves, McAvoy and Brashan, are kind of pushing themselves back um, as early as possible to try to, you know, get back and, and, and get this team to full health as, as fast as possible. Um, I hope that these guys aren't doing that uh, just because, you know, it's important that they stay healthy and they don't re-injure themselves because, you know, both of them had pretty big surgeries. But I just want to get you guys' thoughts on that. And I uh, hope you guys are having a good week. And, um, I, you know, I know you guys aren't at 100 episodes yet, but, you know, congrats from, to, getting for, to getting to eight uh, 95 because pretty cool accomplishment because you guys are putting out a ton of episodes um, in the offseason, even this season, too. So... Uh, yeah, you guys are almost there, but anyways, uh, have a good weekend. Go Beast. Go Beast. Thank Go you, Zach. Zach, Zach nailed it. My heart, my soul. Yep. Zach nailed it. Uh, these guys are absolutely forcing their way back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. They, you, you can't get a hockey player to not do it. You, you just It's <laughs> up to the team to manage that. Yep. Right, absolutely. Uh, and, and also Marshawn's play kind of proved, like we, we discussed a little bit earlier on the episode, but Marshawn's play his first game back proved that he wasn't coming back to it. Yeah. The hope is that McAvoy will do the same. Mm-hmm. And well, the, obviously the hope also is, oh, we're going to get back to 100% strength. The, the, the question, Zach, at this point for me would be, is he going to push it a little bit because he sees that we're struggling in terms of health because other bodies have gone down in his absence? Does he feel some level of guilt? Is he is he wearing that on his sleeve? I don't, I don't think the organization would be smart to let him decide if he's coming back or not because McAvoy is a pillar of this organization. If he sits one more week and we come out and we're 10 and four, 
if we if we lose three out of the next four games guess what we're still probably in first place at that point we're yeah. still in a way better position that we were or, or considering that we could possibly be in so for that i i'll agree with you zach like there's there's obviously some level of fear that maybe they're pushing to get back too quickly but uh marsh you proved me wrong so i'll, I'll go ahead and eat that crow well, there might be um, there might be a little more urgency on McAvoy's part. Um, they're breaking news. Uh, Derek Fulbright's going to have surgery on his broken finger. No. You know what, though? Honestly, probably help his his return if it was that bad of a break mm-hmm. or that clean of a break, even uh, where surgery was necessary. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think Fair that's going to change the, the timetable too much of what it would have been. And, and this is coming from somebody who has broken fingers and toes and ribs and stuff like that, where there's minimal things that you can do. If you tell me that, hey, you can do surgery to enhance this or, or get this back to a better spot, you go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair as enough. long as there's no ligaments and, and stuff like that involved, then that changes everything, obviously. But yeah. if this is just a break and, and they're throwing a pin in something and he's back in four, six, eight, twelve, 12, whatever weeks it's going to be, I can't imagine it'd be that much of a change of if he just casted it up or, or, or splinted it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But to to that point, though, I don't think McAvoy is feeling any sort of like external pressure. He's trying to get back as soon as he wants, as soon as he can, because that's just how these guys are. And any athlete would tell you the same thing. Like, I just want to play the next game, man. If they say if they greenlight me, I don't give a shit how I feel. I'm going in. And I assume McAvoy's the same way. It's a bit of an assumption, but. I, I really do believe that it's up to the team to be like yes or no. Yeah, you know, and, as it should be. The guys are going to be try to be honest about how they feel with the coaching staff. Hey, how does this feel? How does that feel? But they're always going to lean towards like I don't know, man. I'm feeling pretty good. But they can see it in practice, and they'll they'll, they'll know. Right, right. As he's getting as he's getting up to speed in practice, practicing as as the extra pair, but in full contact. So. How far? How far? How far do you think he is? If you had to guess, how far yeah. along? Three weeks, probably. Okay. Okay. You think McAvoy's three weeks away? Yeah, I think I think that's a, a realistic because it was December originally that it was supposed to come back. Okay. So I'd say he's at least a couple weeks from actually being back. Back. Mm-hmm. 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 Now he could be back tomorrow or t- tonight. I'm trying to think of when. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's almost midnight. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he could be back, and I could be like, "Oh well, there you go." But y- you can just never tell with this stuff because these guys are constantly trying to push for it, and the, for some reason, the NHL has adopted this whole like, "Well, we don't want to give anyone advantages," so they just never actually tell us what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for the call, Zach. Always appreciated. Excellent call. Yeah, loved it. Call Thanks, number man. two. You ready? Yeah. Hey, this is at ClassBears1YT calling back in again. Great to great to hear from you guys again on the podcast. Um, recording this right after the Bruins-Pens game. Um, great come from behind when Hope and Sway is okay. Saw something that he didn't have crutches on the ice on the knee, so at this time I can only hope. Um, also, Jerry dives more than LeBron James. Anyways, so... I wanted to call in with this question before the last podcast. I didn't get to it. And then we actually made a trade. Um, the Sadnika trade um, was very interesting. I think Sadnika had to go. 
and would have been one of my guys on this list. But if you are the Bruins right now, what is what is a trade that you are making? Like, what is the move that you are doing if you, you are this team to get the cap space? This is me. I'm trading Craig Smith yesterday. I think he hasn't looked great this year. He has a sizable cap hit, but I don't think it'd be too much to get rid of. Maybe try and get a center prospect for him. Um, and I don't think you need to trade defense away. I think I've liked what I've seen out of some of the guys like Forbert. Haven't hated Riley and Carlo, and those are the guys who you're likely seeing as your first man out. I don't think you need to make a move with one of them yet. But we have a surprising amount of bottom six depth, and it's crazy we're saying that about a Bruins team here in 2022. But, hey, I think we have an abundance of forward depth, and I would trade Craig Smith. There's a case for Tread Frederick, but what do you guys think? Also, Andrew, hope to see you back. Maybe Elon will give you your Twitter back. Thanks. <laughs> Nailed it. So, I mean, earlier in the podcast, that was a great call (laughs) earlier in the podcast. We, we, we touched on this and he's right aligned with us. Actually, it's, it's interesting to me because I didn't know Frederick was going to come up uh, earlier and Ian brought him up and then we ended up giving you guys a solid 10 minutes on Trent Frederick. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Craig, Craig Smith is probably the number one guy right now. I I think I agree with uh, the caller. Uh, I, I, I think defense is off the board, and he even named Carlo. I don't think there's any chance Carlo goes. Yeah, no chance. Um, no, nah, there's just not. And if, if we get what we get out of him on a regular basis, and he stays healthy, then that contract's great. And I, I don't, I don't think it goes anywhere. Riley is still a possibility. Uh, there may be more value to a guy like Riley than Smith at this moment, but I think Smith is is the guy. I personally wouldn't mind seeing if if it's Frederick because I'd be more interested to see what we get in return. Uh, I don't really have anybody else, to be honest. No. Like the, the the idea of moving a guy like Nosek is is certainly possible, but I just don't see it. It's got to be it's got to be the Caps got to match up. Yeah, and so the only two real candidates are riley and smith they're Mm -hmm. resting riley they sent him down quote unquote to the minors and Mm -hmm. he's not playing but he's still skating with the team yeah so that makes me think yeah but that makes me think that they would still prefer to move riley Mm -hmm. but smith i um i really like craig smith as a player but i don't know if there's a i don't know if there's a fit for him here now the most no, there is, and also he's he's not going to be here at the end of the year anyway. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's true. The most interesting part of this call is what do you want to take back? In, in my opinion, we, we kind of broke down who we want to move, which is Smith, but is it prospects? Is it just a cap dump? Is it, like, I think if you can get a prospect, a, guy, a project guy, like, like Mirenberg, like another Mirenberg yeah, type of trade? Yeah. yeah, that's the kind of thing that I'm looking at because you're really not going to get a lot of value from this guy's in a cap-strapped league right now. And let's be honest, again, there's 26 teams that are cap-strapped, basically. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get a lot in return for active players. That's not really what you're looking for. I think no. you're hoping to get a prospect that you have some sort of interest in. Uh, we'll I, take I a think six you're right. Gestation period. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't think it's going to be a true prospect. It may be some sort of reclamation project on a on a young kid who hasn't done enough. Uh, I, I just this is this is all monetary. 
mm-hmm. it's a dollar move and that's what they need or else McAvoy doesn't have a spot on this team fair enough y'all they have to make it let's do one more call before we jump to predictions oh we have three hell uh, yeah. yeah we're gonna go for one more line fuck that neat what's up boys this is Andrew again so um instead of just talking about news that's really what everyone's doing I want to give some more I guess a would you rather sort of question and also actual question the actual question being who the hell is the voice of the girl that introduces the show I would like to have that answer because I still don't know and secondly if you could would you exchange the 2011 cup win for either the 2013 or the 2019 or for a win in 2019 for either of those but you still lose the 2011 cup have a poorly worded damn either way would you change it to where we earn it in 2013 and 2019 instead of 2011 and why i want to hear your results i'll see you then first of all i fucking hate this question mm-hmm. this feels unfair <laughs> yeah this is i i feel like the last time he called he just called me out on giving you shit andrew it's an excellent call though because it makes it all of us go oh fuck you yeah what, well, what immediately i'm just about? like man we're trying to wrap up this episode and this question could easily go off on a 30 minute yeah. tangent oh, sure I'm, can. Gonna, I'm gonna do my best to not allow that uh first things first the uh the girl at the beginning of the show was a uh a paid uh intern um a paid intern wow yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's the only one who has made money off of this show at this point um, but she did have the unfortunate uh, she had to marry me yeah I was gonna say it's, I, I, knew it was I was like I was like how like, long how long is this bit gonna go <laughs> that would that would be grace that's uh that's the wife uh, excellent radio voice by the way excellent radio voice yeah, at fantastic. some point at some point we'll have to uh, have her re-record some shit uh, maybe do an outro but it's just too funny to put on stupid fuck ups at the tail end yeah, of the show when, when I feel when I feel motivated to do it of course but uh <laughs> would you guys trade skits. the 2011 now was he asking trade the 2011 for both the 2013 and 2019 I think it's either saying, or I think then, it's either or but but you have to lose 2011 then then that makes my decision that much easier because I feel like if the question was 2011 lose it but you win in 2013 and 2019 then then i would be more interested but i can't trade 2011 for anything because i loved that team i loved that roster i loved winning it against vancouver and watching the entire well at least half of canada really upset and heartbroken and flipping police cars as only they could and having I, sex on the road as the city burns in the background. I mean, they were that's so heavily favored. Shot. They were yeah. so heavily favored in that series, man. It was that was just an amazingly satisfying thing, and I, I wouldn't trade that for either one of the years. However, if you tell me the question was both, then I can sit here and have a different conversation. I'm sure. I I want to be very clear about something. I would do some very questionable belligerent oh horrific oh nasty things to have won in 2019 i would not trade 2011 for it no. not even not even a thought no i think I, I i think that's where i am i think that's where i am it is a tough question it makes you think 
but and I hate I thinking. hate I hate questions that you have to think about too. I hate seriously. I, I hate thoughts. God hate. damn it, Andrew! Like, why do you ask us shit like this? I didn't do. Oh, you mean him? Oh, okay. Yeah, other Andrew. The real. <laughs> Andrew. I just I can't imagine trading away 2011. It's just something that's. I don't know. It's just such a piece it's in of the like. Fab- it's in the fabric of our sports lexicon at this point. Like it was you can't untangle it. Look, look. This may be a little bit blasphemous to say because this is a Bruins podcast, but the only thing I can compare it to, and it still doesn't compare, is the 2004 Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Red Sox winning a world championship after fucking 86 years is crazy. Obviously, I wasn't alive for all those 86 years. Most of them. I'm pretty sure there's nobody listening to this that was alive for all 86 of those years. <laughs> pretty sure. If you are listening, how the fuck did you figure out how to use your phone to, to play this? But amazing. <laughs> also, but, you're 102 years old or whatever yes. the math is there. God bless point. you. God bless you. <laughs> What's the short shift? It's actually a hundred even though. If there was maybe anyway, somewhere on. around there. Fuck. Um, but yeah, I I don't think there's I I, I couldn't trade it. 2011 was that important to me. Well, think about how devastating 2010 was. You have three zero on the Flyers. Krejci goes down, and then we lose that series. Do you know where I was when they got knocked out? How would I know that? Just guess. Um, pretty. Pretty straightforward answer here. In a bar hammered? In a bar on South Street in Philadelphia. Oh, no. So I got to watch the bars empty out of Flyers. Uh, Yeah. So anyways. But like, think about that. That year was devastated. Yeah. That, I, that was the like always one of sunny those... theme play as you watched it watched it empty out. Did the always sunny theme play? No, um, when... but oddly enough, Andrew, are you aware of my least favorite song in the history of music? I am not. But uh, go ahead and enlighten us. The song "Hotel California." Fuck that really? song! Really? I hear it every day at work. It Fuck is that enough song. for me Fuck to leave an establishment. I could be in the checkout line with four items ready to be scans left out of a huge cart and that song will play i will literally walk away because i cannot stand it maybe having not lived in new england for the past 10 years is a good thing mm. uh, because i get to still enjoy that wonderful piece of art that is that song i actually hate that song because of nashville running oh. bars down there <laughs> that song would constantly be on the on the loop Oof. Uh, but- also uh tennessee whiskey that song can literally suck its own dick well, that's because it's a bad song. Yes. <laughs> like, literally, it is. Mm-hmm. That, but the, the 2010 year was a year that made me question whether that core, as, like, young as it was. I mean, we had, obviously, aging guys in there, too. But, like, the guys that we had that seemed they were taking the next step, I was like, that, are we just fucked? Does this team just not have the backbone for this? Like, yes, you were, you were also went down. 18 years old when you thought yeah, this. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Like, this was a long time ago. But... Yeah, 18 exactly. How about that? It was just such a loss. It just, it just blew my mind. And I did not know what the next step for the team was. And then, of course, the next year answers all those questions. And we thought we were going to win four mm-hmm. by the time the core was done, mm-hmm. which is a different conversation altogether. That 2011 cup just means so much. And it meant so much to the next 10 years because this team did stay competitive for so long yeah. and really, really got close a couple of times. And I don't yeah. think that happens without... No, I mean, the the bigger question would be how disappointing was the following decade of getting close again numerous times and not quite pulling it off. 
to nothing, be fair, was, nothing will sour 2011. Nothing. It won't. But like, if you think about the last decade, how much fun have you had watching hockey over the last decade? Uh, more than the fun. previous decade. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> what did we have I, the previous decade? Byron Defoe and a cloud of dust. Like, hey, hey, you shut your mouth. Glenn Murray was a fucking treasure. Yeah. We still had Jack too. <laughs> we still had Jack. Um, yeah, we did. That's true. Jesus. Sergey Samsonov was a lot of fun. Um, for a little while there, actually, that might have been too early for that decade. Mm. Uh, Ninety nine. All right. Anyway, no. I, I mean, the last ten years, yes, we didn't get another cup. It, it like that sucks. Twenty thirteen close. Twenty nineteen close. A couple of the years. Twenty seventeen against the Senators was bullshit. We got that was rigged. I will never concede that. I had so much fun watching. Riley Nash did nothing wrong. <laughs> I had so much fun watching hockey over the last ten years. Losing to the finals hurts like a bitch. Getting to the finals feels fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I just, I just feel like this this fan base isn't sometimes grateful for. Do you know how good it feels to win a fucking series, first round or not? Like, damn, man, it sucks that we didn't win another cup. But I fucking loved this last decade. Mm-hmm. I really did. Great, great conversation about those boys. I'm, no, I'm, just, like I said, I'm, I'm with, I'm with both of you. I wouldn't trade 2011 for anything. Like, even if, like, even if the question was 2013 and 2019, I would have to really think about it. I would have to really think about it. 2011 cup or your girlfriend choose. She doesn't listen to this pod. 2011. (laughs) (laughs) And clipping that. And what's her phone number again? I think I have a station. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Ian, shut the fuck up. Uh. Good point. Excellent point. Well said. (laughs) Yeah. I would easily have traded my ex at that point. Uh, I would trade my ex. I would trade the person I was dating at the time. Hell yes. That's where I'm at. I would (laughs) trade her for a bag of chips. Fuck that. Oh, I would trade, I would trade her for future considerations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she was a you wonderful did, human being, though. But yeah, I'd trade her. Yeah, yeah. bye, Talk. bye, Sophie. Later. Have a good one. Have a good one. Uh, Are you ready to do predictions before yes. we ruin our relationship? Oh, we have more to do. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is going to be it, and I want to be quick, mostly because I'm exhausted, and also because I don't want to hear any more fucking showboating from Andrew for finally. Getting his hands on one being the third guy on the podcast to get a win. Yeah. Hey, it's still time, motherfucker. So I don't want to. I don't want to. He's gonna win this next week. It's gonna be hell for us. He's gonna start going. He's gonna. He's gonna make a run. Andrew, go ahead and kick it off. Bruins and Rangers tonight at MSG. Feeling kind of a letdown on this one, actually, guys. Um, After the Penguins game, (laughs) I think this one might be a little ugly. I'm thinking a four-one loss. Ooh. Wow. I'll go ahead and take the the uh, the next. Okay. Uh, I feel like they're coming off a fucking massive high in this game. They had a great night off. They're feeling fucking invincible right now, and they're going to go into MSG and they're going to win three one. Wow! Wow! Okay, bud. Okay. I also think this is a loss, unfortunately, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be lost on the penalty kill. I think we're really gonna miss Flobor initially, mm-hmm. um, but it's gonna be close. It's gonna be a three to two L regulation or overtime. Regulation doesn't God, matter. I even had an overtime win for the Pens too. Fuck, yeah. I could have yeah. won that week. Whatever, yep. it's fine. Yep. Guess what you didn't do though? Win. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Thomas. Leafs. Bruins are going to go into Toronto. 
Toronto is going to continue to crumble. It is going to be a tightly contested game. The crowd's going to be electric for about the first 15 minutes of the game. And then the Bruins are going to go ahead and start stepping on their dicks. They are going to win five to two. That is the, one of the more bold predictions that you have had this season. It I'm, is. I'm going for it this week. It is. Uh, it is. I also see a five spot for us, but it's going to be a five to four dub, and they're going to score one late to put the pressure on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see a four to dub. They rebound after they get kind of smacked around a little bit by New York. Four to dub. We like that. Mm-hmm. Ian, give me the blues. This one's also at the Blues, right? Nope. This is back nope. home. Back home. First nice. game with the reverse retros, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We're going to get so many Blues at Boston fucking Garden. What? <sighs> Sorry. Just, I, it's because they the win on our... Anyway, it's fine. Whatever. Game seven. It's fine. Um... I'm just, we were thinking about cups and now I'm all topsy turvy on it and I'm in my feelings. This is going to be a 4 1 shellacking. It's not even going to feel that close. We are going to win easily. Oh, okay. I was like, where are you going with that? <laughs> 4 1 dub. All right. Shit out of them. Bennington's going to be a little bitch about it. So, so it's a day that ends in Y. Great. Thomas. I'll go 3 1 dub. Okay. I think we take the whole week. I feel good about this team, and until they show me something uh, where I should doubt them, like they did for the first two periods of the Penguins game, I will not give them a loss. You have they, them going 12-1 and one I, as we record next week. 100%. 100%. That's what I'm feeling. Do I think it's actually going to happen? I'm not extremely confident, but like I said, until the Bruins show me that they can't fucking go out and win any game, I will give them dubs. Isn't it fun that even when you're down 5-2, you're like, we might still win this. I didn't feel it at 5-2, but the second Marshawn scored 5-3, I was like, this this might get fun. Yeah. This might two get one. real fun. Well, you called it. 2-1 yeah. dub. 2-1, a close one, huh? I think, it's a, I think it's a close one. I think Bennington will be up for this one. Um, they're, they're not great guys they're not and as soon as the blues score a second goal in the game all three of us are gonna be like fuck <laughs> basically yeah. all have them scoring one goal yeah. yes. i exactly. love that i love that andrew gets one win under his belt and he's like i'm gonna start getting a little bit more modest with these scores yeah yeah let me, hey, let me hold on to this a little yeah. closer exactly exactly <laughs> i want to see what it feels like to actually lead mm. has that ever happened for you no nope. i don't think so it has not <laughs> but guys over two years before we go Put 60 seconds on the clock. Ah. Guzzler. Okay. And there's not anything wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> the old Seinfeld. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that all there's right. anything wrong with that. Let's do this. So, Ian, because you are so fucking demonstrative all the time forever about this, you're going to go first. Okay. What is, uh, I don't know the meaning of demonstrative. Demonstrative. You are very, very acting out about it all the time. That evil. sounds like evil, me. like adding another layer to my editing before I go to sleep. Yeah, this was a brutal day to choose this, honestly. I wasn't going to do the short 60 until about 20 minutes before we started recording. I found a, I just thought of a couple of questions and I wanted to do it. All right, let's get started. Let's go. You ready, bud? Yeah. No. And here we go. 
Ah, shit! <laughs> Off to a rousing start. Uh, I do not know how to answer that one, honestly. <laughs> let's um, let's forget about that part, and then we'll do this. You ready? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian. Here we go. The Arizona Coyotes refuse to pay their rent and have to relocate mid-season. Where do they move to? Two Atlanta. Caveats. Two caveats can't be Canada and has to be for the Western Conference. Damn it. Um, put a fourth team in California and watch Canada go nuts. Hell yeah. Love that. Bruins decide that they hate the Smoke B logo and now have to adopt a new primary, but it has to be one that they've used before. Which one are you using? Uh, I mean, Pooh Bear, right? Okay. Pooh Bear is the primary. Bold choice. You're in charge of booking the Winter Classic concert. Who's performing? Oh, no. Um, okay. Tiffany would say Taylor Swift. I would like to go with the Foo Fighters. Okay, that's a solid choice. Top three Halloween candies. Oh, God. Uh, Twizzlers, uh, jelly beans. No one ever cans those out, though. And then Twix. Okay, number three was great. Your first two were trash. And. You can't have more than that. So many questions. Mm. (laughs) All right, what did I say for candies? (laughs) I panicked. Fucking jelly beans? What the fuck? I love jelly beans. You're fucking 90. What the fuck? Oh, you want to hear 90? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love black licorice jelly beans. I love circus peanuts. Do you know that? Mm. Hey, you want to know something, Ian? You want to know something, Ian? Circus peanuts are dope. They are. I, we're Neko on the same wafers. page. It is such a trash candy, but it's like nostalgic for me. Yeah. Necco wafers, delicious. Shut your fucking mouth. Necco wafers a, are like death on your tongue. I, you I carry a handkerchief man. in your pocket, don't you? <laughs> well, if you ever got a... No, I'm not going to make that joke. Not going to make that joke. Let's <laughs> move on, please. There's a, dr- there's a jerking off joke in there. Thomas, are you ready? To jerk off? What? Honestly, I'm a little bit ready. (laughs) (laughs) Please start the clock. And here we... Here we go. The Arizona Coyotes refuse to pay their rent and have to relocate mid-season. Where do they move to? Two caveats. Can't be in Canada and they have to be in the East. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I did hear that there's a good-sized Goodwill in Lake Havasu. Uh, so they could probably move in there and finish off the rest of the season. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the Bruins decide that they hate their Spoke B logo and now have to adopt a new primary logo, but it has to be one that they've used before. Which one is it? Uh, definitely the arched with the bear in the center. That is I, it. I love that. Fucking amazing logo. One yeah, of my I favorites. That. I love that logo. You are in charge of booking the Winter Classic concert. Why is Eve Six performing? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they they listened to our podcast like a month and a half ago and we're like, let's fuck with the fan base. Hell yeah. Love it. Bottom three Halloween candies. Bottom three. That's harder. That's uh, so the hard. first two that Ian said. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big peanut mm. in, in, in chocolate guy. I know that's weird, but. You don't no, like it's not. I don't like I don't like nuts and chocolate either. What's the problem with Twizzlers? I I like Twizzlers. I'm not, but it's not a top three. It's just not. I fucking love it. It's so simple. The top three for me, I'm gonna go ahead and give you top three because the the bottom three is a million fucking things. But top Mm -hmm. three, I'll give you Twix. How do you not say Reese's peanut butter cups too? 
Didn't you just say you're not a peanut butter and chocolate guy? No, I'm not a peanut in chocolate. Uh, Huge difference. There's a massive difference there, yep. I don't know, Reese's just like, I like them, but they're just not. They're the best. They are. And then, I don't know, I don't don't know if this is going to be a hot take, but I really think Kit Kats are up there. I respect Kit it. Kit Kats are dope. I respect Kit yeah. Kats are dope. Yeah. Hey, can I get your answer for who you would have play halftime? Would play halftime. Fucking do the music for the Winter Classic. Uh, does it have to be Boston specific? Because like I know they like oh, no way. tie it in. No way. Just any band. Any band you want to see perform live. You know what gets me fucking hyped up? Cheap trick. Yes. Uh, Every Time I Die would be a fucking awesome halftime show because they would go absolutely ballistic for three minutes. It would fucking get everybody either extremely pissed off or extremely riled up. That sounds like my sex life, honestly. One of, yes. Same. (laughs) No, your sex life is you get them very riled up and then three minutes later, they're very pissed off. Thank you. I appreciate that. Three Wait, minutes. Is it nice. Thomas, Thomas, you gave him two minutes and 53 seconds more. That's, I appreciate that. Well, that's that, good, that included, that's your good friend. That included cleanup time. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw the towel. Just throw the towel. That's right. <laughs> Folks, four playing team. <laughs> yeah. and that, four and second 20, play. 20 seconds of apologies as well. <laughs> This team is on fire, folks. Mm-hmm. More more on fire than Ian's sex life at this point. <laughs> are, we, are we ready for three more dubs? Yep. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, go bees. Go bees. Go bees. Go bees. Oh, I'm crying. Later, boys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>